Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks for downloading the John Kintura Show On Demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. 97.3 The Fan is proud to bring you high school football coverage. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on around high school football in the San Diego section with the coach, John Cantera. This is absolutely fantastic that we're getting the high school football back on the air because high school football in San Diego is big time. And Braden Surprenant. Elion Noah in the near side, cuts it from 35-40, runs right up the hash mark, he goes to the far side, breaks the tackle to 40, 35-30, 25-20, one man to beat, 15-10. Five, reaches the end zone, touchdown, Helix. From player and coach interviews to game picks and breakdowns of the best matchups of the week, we've got you covered on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. Well, good evening and welcome to 97.3 The Fan, our high school football show each and every uh, Thursday night. We did take off uh, Halloween last week, but Braden Soprano, yours truly, back at it tonight. And, of course, tomorrow night we're going to be out calling the first round of the playoffs. going to be a Division II game tomorrow night. Should be a good one. It's going to be up at El Camino High School. It'll be Valley Center. The Jaguars uh, coming in at 6-4 and four overall. They were 4-1 in league play. They're going to be uh, on the road tomorrow night taking on El Camino and Coach Michael Hobbs' ball club four and six two and four in the uh, very challenging avocado league and as we do each and every week we talk to the two uh, head coaches going at it on friday night and we had this gentleman on a couple of weeks ago and then uh, we went up to do his game on friday it got uh, uh, called off due to fire but we went up the following night and they had a nice convincing win over escondido and that's valley center head coach rob gilster joins me on 97.3 the fan and rob how are you tonight Doing good, John. Just getting ready for another playoff game here. So, yeah, we're excited about it. And let me ask you, you're, you're playing in Division Two this year. Did you get pretty much the seed you thought you were going to get uh, before you went down to the meeting or heard that you were going to uh, be the uh, – uh, what what'd you end up? I'm trying to remember exactly. You got the 10th seed. Yeah, 10th seed, yeah. Yeah, I knew we'd be somewhere around there. I, we had beaten Otai earlier in the year, so I knew if Otai and us were – uh, stacked that we would bump Otai because we had a head-to-head on them, a win on them. So I think that's what ended up happening in the seeding. Otai was one ahead of us, and then since we beat him in the in the regular season, we jumped them one spot. So yeah, I, I kind of figured we'd be there uh, in that spot. You know, uh, the, the tough thing in, in Division Two is it, there is so much variety in Division Two. I mean, we've got small schools like Santa Fe Christian and. Uh, Christian high school bishops, and then we got really big schools like El Camino and Poway and those types of schools. So, you know, our, our Division Two is just really – it's kind of crazy the way it's kind of put together, but it's very competitive. Well, each and every year, these divisions, they change around so much. i got to be honest with you, Robbie. It's tough to keep uh, track of who's in what division. Yeah, and I know I know the purpose of it. You know, they're, they're trying to let everybody compete at the level that they're at, you know, so – uh, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm 
you know, I, like you, I'm an old school guy, but I've been doing this for a long time, and I'm used to enrollment, enrollment only, you know, uh, keeping, you know, schools and, and rivalries, playoff rivalries and that together. Uh, but, I mean, that ship has, you know, left the docks. I mean, we're, I don't think we're ever going to go back to it. And just the way, uh, you know, high school football, the culture is right now, I mean, you could have a school of, you know, 800 kids, but you've got, a, you know, you've got a lock on a lot of the talent. So, you know, it's just tough. You know, it, enrollment doesn't tell the whole story anymore. But, um, you know, for us being a small uh, public school, you know, we're 1,100 kids, you know, and we're playing El Camino, who – you know they have close to three thousand kids. It's just a, it's a weird deal right now. But uh, for us, you know, we know, you know, we play great football and we're a small school, and that means we're going to have to line up against some pretty big, tough schools. And El Camino kind of fits that bill. We're visiting with Rob Gilster, the longtime head coach up at, at Valley Center, and I want to get into you know, the last couple of weeks. So we had your game a couple of weeks ago on that Saturday night where you came back, uh, you were tied at halftime, came out, and, and pretty much took care of business against Escondido in the second half. A, a great performance both by offense and defense in that ball game. You had a, a real tight one last week against Damon Baldwin, the Ramona Bulldogs, 38-35. to I want you to talk a little bit about Dave Lay on your staff. Dave Lay, for uh, fans out there, is a long Longtime coach in San Diego, uh, coached. Uh, you worked under him at Orange Glen. Uh, he worked for so many years for Sonny Lubick in Colorado State. Had a couple of different stints as an offensive coordinator at San Diego State. And I was so happy to see him that night. I hadn't seen him in a long period of time. He looks great. And here's a guy, 80 years old, that still wants a big part of high school football on Friday nights. Talk about Dave Lay. Yeah, uh, you know. In 19, gosh, it was 87, I was at Orange Glen, and I was a young coach, and he got the job, the head coaching job, and that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me as a coach because for two years he was a head coach at Orange Glen, and I learned more football in those two years than you know, I had, had previously learned and even since have learned. He is uh, probably, you know, I would say he's my football mentor. I have a lot of mentors in my life, but as far as the game of football and, and how to run a football program, that two years was just so special in my career, and he set me up for success really the rest of my career because what I've done, you know, as a coach is all based on what, you know, really I, I learned in those two years with Dave. And then fortunately for me, um, a few years later down the road, I was, you know, uh, head coaching at Valley Center and Dave comes back and, and we hire him again at Valley Center uh, when we first were starting out as a school and he was part of our CF championships early in, in our uh, in our Valley Center history and then he, you know he went and did some other things and then he came back to us this year and it, I mean he is just such a uh, just a good good man and he understands the game of football and the best thing I can say about Dave he's one of the toughest guys I've ever been around and his players and his coaches pick up on that toughness. And uh, that's probably the biggest thing that I've really, you know, enjoyed having him back with us this year. And that's, you know, the thing that I, you know, hold dear the most uh, as far as my coaching relationship with Dave is just just a tough guy he is and what he demands from himself and, and players and coaches. So, yeah, I, I feel very fortunate to have him in my life. You know, uh, Rob, and we're visiting Rob Gilster, the head coach of Valley Center. When I was calling that game a couple of weeks ago on that Saturday night, and I'm looking down in the sidelines, I'm watching you, and I'm seeing Dave Lay, you know, walk uh, up and down the sidelines. I'm saying, 
I wonder if everybody in the ballpark knows the history of Dave Lay because, I mean, I mean, he had a great run working with Sonny Lubick there at Colorado State, and he had a pretty good run a couple of different times at San Diego State. I mean, he was a big-time uh, offensive coordinator in college football, and I just wonder if a lot of the people even realize what this man has done in his football coaching life. Yeah, I don't think most of them do, and unless, you know, you're you're an older uh, you know, fan, and, and you follow him a little bit. He was, I mean, obviously he was a great high school football coach at Sweetwater. Right. You know, and then he ended up going to San Diego State with Claude Gilbert and then, you know, ended up eventually, uh, you know, at Colorado State. And, you know, he was a great head coach for Orangeman High School when, you know, we played Morris and, uh, you know, a CF championship that we barely lost in uh, 88. So, you know, yeah, and even the kids, I, they don't get it. You know, I, I try to tell him, <laughs> You don't know who this guy is, and you don't know what he knows and what he can bring to our, our football team, you know. And, I, and in my, you know, in a quiet way, you try and tell kids that. And then now I think they're getting it after being around him, you know, this whole season. I think they're putting a few things together, understanding, you know, what, what a special guy he is and, you know, just his football knowledge and uh, just a great coach he is. Hey, a couple other things for you, Rob. We're looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow night up at El Camino. Should be a good ball game at seven o'clock. And again, we're going to have that game right here on ninety-seven three, the fan and uh, the radio.com app. You know, I was so impressed with your running back. We had talked about him, I think, a little bit on the program a couple of weeks ago. But Kyler Ritchie, what a night he had against Escondido. I mean, he was a big difference maker that night. Yeah, you know, and you know, we just uh, had our all league meeting. And, you know, I'm telling these coaches, I guess, this guy is the best player in our league. He, you know, he, he wasn't he, uh, just an offensive player. He plays free safety. He never leaves the field. The other night against Ramon, he had 41 carries. And he ran for over 200 yards, and he played every down at free safety. So, to, I mean, he's an incredible, incredible uh, player. And Dave, you know, speaking of Dave Lay, we're talking today. He goes, hey, Rob. <laughs> this guy could play college football, you know, and uh, he could. And, you know, uh, Kyler is a great soccer player, and he's been a soccer player all of his life. And we've just got him to play football these last two years. And I'm telling you, he is a, he is a great, great football player. And, I, you know, I, I believe he can play college football. He's going to have to decide if he wants to play soccer or, or, uh, or football in college. But I'm telling him, you are a football player through and through. So we'll see what happens. You know, I want to go back to the game a couple of weeks ago because that game was tied at, at, at seven at halftime. You guys came out and, and forced some turnovers. Your cornerback had a couple of picks. And you guys really uh, uh, played a great second half against Escondido against a pretty good high school quarterback in Ramos there. Uh, that had to, you know, give you a little confidence as you're working your way towards the playoffs because, I mean, that was a real offensive explosion in that second half. Yeah, you know, and we and the same thing happened to Ramona. I think we were down a couple of touchdowns against Ramona, even in the second half. I think the score was twenty eight fourteen, and our guys fought back. Our defense got some turnovers again, and you know, I'm kind of this team. I've kind of been learning about you know as the season goes on. As coaches, we kind of do that. You know, we, you know, you think you know what you have at the beginning of the season, but you know, as time goes on, you learn a little bit more. And these guys are a special group. I mean, they love to have fun and mess around with each other, you know, and, and but they, they also know how to win. And, and there's a bunch of guys on our football team that know how to make plays, you know, and then that's what you got to have if you're going to be successful. So I, I love my team and I love the fact that we're able to come back, shows, you know, a lot of character in, in a team when you can do that. 
and I mean, they are so much fun to coach. They're, they're really, uh, I mean, they're really growing on me as, as a team and I'm really enjoying them. Hey Rob, last question. Uh, when you take a look at El Camino, uh, on film, I mean, they play in a tough league. You know that, you know, the history of El Camino football. What are you seeing in this team going into tomorrow night? Yeah. I mean, they play one of the toughest schedules, you know, around and that's why you know they don't have more wins than they do i mean they're playing the best of the best and the avocado league is obviously the best uh, football league in our county so that's what they got to go through you know and so i mean they're tough they're battle tested i mean they've got great players all over the field they get good size uh you know in the middle of the line and uh you know they i mean they just they cover you man to man and they you know, try and get after you on defense and offensively. They got, you know, they got playmakers all over the field. So I think it's a typical El Camino team, uh, you know, big, fast, strong, athletic, you know, and uh, it's a challenge, you know, for us. For us in Division Two. you know, there's a few teams that, you know, are scary, and El Camino's one of them just because, you know, of their tradition, of, of just the type of uh, players that they, uh, they turn out there. And it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a huge challenge for us uh, going going into their place and competing with them, but we're looking forward to it. Uh, El Camino has one of the best, uh, you know, reputations as far as just being a great football school in our county, you know, forever. So uh, they they pose a huge challenge, but uh, you know, our kids are excited to play them. Well, I'll let you go, Rob. I'll see you tomorrow night. I got to tell you, Braden and I and our whole crew, we really enjoyed our time up at Valley Center uh, on that Saturday night. We wish it had been on Friday because we wish yeah. there wouldn't have been the fire. But nonetheless, we're glad we came up. We'll look forward to doing that again next season as well. Yep, you're always welcome to God's country. That's what we call it. Up here. <laughs> yeah. Hey. It's Valley Center's not heaven, but you can see it from here. Uh, that sounds great. Hey, I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow night. All right, John. Thank you. There you go. Rob Gilster, the head coach at uh, Valley Center. And, uh, Braden, you and I had so much fun up there that night. We were having fun uh, during our broadcast that day, and then we found out they were going to call the game off. We still went down uh, and uh, to Fat Ivers there and had a little uh, lunch, <laughs> and we headed home. And then when we found out about 10 o'clock on Friday night they were going to play, you and I called our program director and said, hey, can we do the game? And they even took the UCLA uh, football game off the air so we could do the high school game. Yeah, it was a fun weekend up at Valley Center. There's a handful full of places out here in San Diego that uh that can do it better than Valley Center and those those kind of those you know San Diego's a big city but there's a couple communities out here where you get that <laughs> small town high school football field Valley Center uh is one of them Fallbrook used to be one of those schools Ramona I mean some of those schools out in the country El Cap's another one of those schools where the uh the little city behind them you know rallies behind the team and uh it's fun to do Valley Center games up at Valley Center you know what would be fun next year? Do our high school show on Thursday night from up there. We spend the night. We do our talk show uh, the next afternoon, and then we do the game, and then we can go home. But spend the night up there on, on Thursday would be kind of fun uh, and hanging around in the morning and doing the show and then going down to do the game. I mean, I, I could have stayed a week up there. I was having so much fun. Yeah, that's a good time. It reminded me of uh, you know the college days of traveling with a college team and getting ready for a big game on a Saturday, but it would be a Friday up there. Uh, that, that sounds like a good idea. We'd do that there in Ramona and some of these other places around San Diego that uh, are right behind their high school football team. Maybe a, a Mountain Empire game out there that'd be in, cool. the, uh, in the way out East County as well. Hey, that'd be cool. Hey, we got a big show. Uh, we started it off with Robbie Gilster. Uh, we're going to have Michael Hobbs, the head coach of El Camino, coming up after our break. And also, after the bottom of the hour. 
Very interesting guest. And, and Brayden, I'm going to let you kind of tell the history of this gentleman. We're going to find out more. His name is Ed Freeman. He runs Cal Preps. He's the man that puts together the rankings. And Braden, he's never done something like this before. No, he's always turned down uh, interviews for radio, television. Uh, you know, he's very secretive in, in his formula. He's going to enlighten us on, uh, you know, what came to be with calpreps.com why he came up with the ranking system and and uh, you know maybe some of the thought process he does in, in his passion for high school football but this is a big deal uh, he's the one that came up with the calpreps ratings a lot of people listening that are into high school football they know max preps uh, max preps uses his uh, ranking system and they use it for every team in the country i mean he's got every team in the country uh, dialed in on calpreps.com it's a wonderful website and uh, i'm really curious to uh, hear what he's got to say because he is a, a brilliant man when it comes to the ranking for sure. Well, I'm really excited because he's a big listener to our program. Yeah, That's right. pretty cool. So we'll look forward to having Ned Freeman on after the bottom of the hour. But right now, a quick timeout comeback. We're going to be joined by the head football coach of the El Camino Wildcats, Michael Hobbs, next right here on 97.3 The Fan. This is Byron Cardwell. I play running back at St. Augustine High School and the Saints been played here at 97.3 The Fan. And welcome back, Coach John Catera and Braden Soprano. will be along a little bit uh, later on in hour number two. He'll join me from time to time in this hour, but uh, he'll uh, join me uh, there in the second hour. We'll take a look at all the different divisions in the playoffs. And uh, uh, But right now we're going to go out and we're going to be uh, joined by a gentleman who will be the head coach tomorrow night uh, for the home team on our broadcast here on 97.3 The Fan. That's second-year head man, Michael Hobbs of the El Camino Wildcats. Coach Hobbs, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Just getting ready for a good game tomorrow night. Yeah, you guys, uh, the seventh seed in Division Two. you feel pretty good about that on the year you had? Uh, that's about where you thought you'd be? Yeah, we really didn't know going into it. We play all Division One teams, so we didn't know what was going to happen when we got into Division Two playoffs. We know we, we we know we had a tough schedule that's kind of prepared us for the playoffs, so we're just excited for tomorrow night. You know, Michael, uh, we were talking with Rob Gilster in our last segment, and I asked him about El Camino, and he goes, well, they're a typical El Camino uh, team. they got some playmakers. They're, they're big, strong, fast, and uh, they're very well battle-tested having to go through the gauntlet of the Avocado League. And, you know, being a guy that's from up in North County, I, I'd have to agree with that probably. That Avocado League's tough. Yeah, it's, it's pretty intense every year. You know that seven of our games are just going to be nail biters and then whatever else <laughs> we can get. I mean, it's it's tough to find games with two. You guys uh, finished the regular season four and six. Again, one of the more difficult schedules in San Diego, two and four in Avocado League play. Uh, you were coming off a tough year. It was your first full year as a head coach. And I know uh, in 2017, you took over there late in the year uh, due to some circumstances. But last year was your first year. You go one and nine. I mean, how, how tough was that being a first-year head coach, even though you'd been in the program, going one and nine to, to get everybody to buy in going into this year? Uh, it, my whole thing was just getting guys to come out on campus and getting the hype back up again because when you do go one and nine, kind of the energy is low, things are going down. You know, we played a lot of competitive games, but we just made a lot of mistakes. And so the biggest thing was just getting the whole community to rally around us and continue to fight back and you know, understand that we are playing one of the toughest schedules in the in the county. Last year, we did have the, we were like number two in all of San Diego for the toughest schedule. So, you know, we played a grinder and and we had a lot of injuries and a lot of weird things happen. We had 18 starters miss one or more games last year, and 
so it's like we just wanted to get that that energy back around around football, and that's what we were attempting to do this year. We're visiting with Michael Hobbs, the head football coach, El Camino, our guest here on ninety seven three, the fan. What's the strength of your football team? Uh, that just I think we've got a lot of size as far as our line goes. Our defense is our our defense is easily our strength. I mean, they fly around. We've got a nasty defense. You know, we've got some big boys on the line that are making big plays, and they're they're hard to get past. Tell me a little bit about uh, your offense. Uh, your uh, you got a senior quarterback, uh, Joe Armantrout, uh, 5'10", 170 pounds. Can throw it a little bit, can he? Yeah, he can. He does a great job for us, but we actually made a quarterback change about three weeks ago. So we've got a sophomore, Kai Reed, playing quarterback right now. And he's he's the one that we, we beat Oceanside last week. He was our starting quarterback last week for that game. Oh, that's great. Uh, well, you got a good one for the future, that's for sure. Hey, tell me about that game. That was a heck of a game, 2024. Yeah, we were, we were going into halftime. We were down 21 points, and we just we knew we had to rally together. And our kids really believe. They always believe that they're going to win, and we've we've had that championship kind of mentality and that, that whole thing that the most important play is the next play. And so the kids really bought into that. We told them, hey, guys, we've, you know, we, had two, we had two touchdowns we dropped. Our receivers dropped it. We go, man, we should already have 14 points, guys. We know that we can come back, and we know we can take it to them. And our guys just never believed they were going to lose that game. Hey, Michael, tell me about your primary ball carriers, uh, What uh, you know, who they are and uh, what kind of years they've had to this point. So we've got quite a few guys that we get around the that we get the ball around to. We've got Jordan Wilkins, who's a receiver for us. He's missed a couple games. He had a slight injury. He came back last week, had a big game last week, some really nice catches. Jacob Gathright also plays the outside receiver. He's and he plays defensive back too. He's got nine interceptions on the year, multiple touchdowns every single game. We've got Noah Senga that's in the backfield running the ball. He's 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 a tough runner. He's he flies downhill. Then we've got um, Setco that's on one of our slots that has he he had the winning touchdown against East Lake. So we got quite a few guys that we get the ball around to. And then right now Kai Reed's the the quarterback for us. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Hey, let me ask you a little bit about numbers. I like to ask a lot of the coaches, and, you know, I've been doing this show, uh, uh, you know, since August, and, and I normally ask the coaches this because, you know, we hear about, you know, football, you know, parents are scared because of the concussion and the numbers are down. It's still the most participated sport uh, nationally, high school football. How are you guys doing with numbers at the varsity, JV, and freshman level this year? Well, that's that's one of been my one of my biggest things is going out into our community and just trying to get the the rally behind football again, and it's really affected our school and our atmosphere at the school. And so our numbers are higher than they have been Good. from what we know from the past ten years. I mean, we've got we had over sixty guys on freshmen. We've got uh, forty and forty on JV and varsity. So our numbers are higher than they have been in the past several years. Hey, Michael, do you uh, do you have effects of players uh, moving in and moving out uh, due to their uh, moms or dads being in the military out there at Camp Pendleton? It, it, that's the weirdest thing being out here is that I was that I haven't been used to is we'll just get a random kid that comes in in the middle of summer so I just got <laughs> you know my my family just came in we actually had a kid come in week one and he wasn't eligible for two weeks because he had to meet the stuff but he goes I just moved into town and I want to play football I've always played football and my dad just got stationed here in Camp Pendleton so you know that happened right in the right late in August or late in August and so we have it happen all the time and it's just something when a kid comes in as long as they're you know they haven't been there and they we allow them to come on the team 
Well, the thing is, you want them coming in. You don't want them going out, though. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, uh, last question. Uh, you know, and I asked Rob the same question. Uh, you've had a, a good uh, week of preparing for Valley Center, a good football team and a good program with a lot of history, uh, a lot like El Camino, not to the degree of El Camino. El Camino's been around since the mid-'70s. But when you take a look at Valley Center, uh, they play in, a, in the Valley League, uh, and they've done well uh, the last few years. What do you see in that ball club tomorrow night uh, that concerns you? Uh, and you know, what have you seen from them offensively and defensively? They're very well disciplined. You can tell that they're that they've been coached very well. Their defense, they fly around. They're very aggressive. They 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 play they play hard. You know, and they they don't get beat deep a lot. They got guys that play back there. They they can move and they just they do their job. And that's that's something that you know we're trying to emulate as well. It's just getting everybody to do their job offensively they 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 can run the ball they got a running back and he he goes he runs downhill and he can make some good plays for him and they're very physical up front you know even though that sometimes they don't have the size right there you see their guys and they're pushing people around you know they they know what they're doing and they're very disciplined and i you know that's that that's a test of the coaches there too Hey, Michael, thanks so much for the time. Good luck tomorrow night. Hopefully, uh, you know, Braden and I can come down and at least shake your hand prior to kickoff tomorrow night. We're very excited about being out there. We're going to have our uh, afternoon show of uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello up there for four hours broadcast, and Braden and I will take the game. And so we'll look forward to saying hello to you tomorrow night. All right, I look forward to it. Thank you. All right, you be well. Uh, head coach of the El Camino Wildcats, Michael Hobbs. So a good matchup tomorrow night right here on 97.3 The Fan and our radio.com app. It'll be Valley Center going against uh, the El Camino Wildcats. That'll be a Division Two game. Uh, you've got the uh, number seven seed El Camino hosting the game, the number 10 seed Valley Center. We're going to step aside. When we come back, if you're into high school football, you don't want to miss this next interview. Ned Freeman from Cal Preps will join me next right here on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm Tim Estes, head coach of Santana Sultans. Santana plays here on 97.3 The Fan. And welcome back, Coach John Cantero, Braden Soprano with you until 11 o'clock. A reminder, tomorrow night uh, we'll uh, be at it, uh, 7 o'clock at El Camino High School. It'll be Valley Center taking on the uh, uh, El Camino Wildcats. We'll have it for you both on 97.3 The Fan and our radio.com app. And uh, don't uh, forget tomorrow uh, we got our afternoon show, 12 to 3, if everything goes right. Former uh, Charger and uh, now current ESPN broadcaster Ryan Leaf uh, not only going to be on the program tomorrow, but more than likely going to join me 
in studio. I invited uh, Ryan in. Uh, Braden and I invited him in a couple of days ago, and if everything goes well with his flight, uh, he will uh, join us in studio. Also want to remind everyone, this portion of the show brought to you by uh, our good friends at the Eric Paredes Save a Life Foundation. Get ready for Heart Month by registering your uh, teens uh, 12 to 25 for a free heart screening on February 9th. Visit epsavealife.org slash the fan. And again, uh, 12 to 25, it's absolutely free. Take advantage of it. And each and every time we have these heart screenings, uh, we find uh, two or three uh, youngsters or young adults that uh, need a little extra uh, care. So uh, it could save a life and has saved a life. So there you have it. Okay, our next guest. Very excited about having this gentleman on. Uh, we all, uh, as uh, high school uh, addicts for uh, sports, uh, we love to look at his rankings and uh, to cuss and discuss from time to time. Uh, you know, there's no perfect rating system, but this one now seems to be perfect. Uh, according to you talk to a lot of the coaches, a lot of the administrators, this is the rankings that they use. It's calpreps.com, and joining us right now from calpreps.com, Ned Freeman. And, Ned, welcome. Great to have you on the program. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about the history of Cal Preps and how you got into doing this rating system because it's uh, not only taken over San Diego and Southern California – this is something that you do nationally, which is amazing to me. Uh, yeah, well, we went, we went national in 2003. Uh, we did uh, we covered just California in 2001 and 2002, and then uh, we just tried tried to uh, expand it out in 2003, and just noticed that there was basically a site similar to ours uh, for pretty much every state, and we realized that um, just by aggregating, we could kind of just you know. <laughs> work off the backs of, you know, what let take advantage of what a lot of other people were doing and, uh, and, uh, just compile it all. And, um, and that's what we started doing in 2003. And, uh, yeah, we've been doing that for a long time now. Hey, Ned, let me, let me ask you this and, you know, you've got this formula and I'm not even going to begin to even, uh, touch on that because even if you did explain it, I wouldn't understand it. Okay. You're, (laughs) uh, you're, you're way ahead of me on that. But, you know, I'm amazed by a couple of things. Number one, I'm amazed when I go to your website, and your website's incredible, and the way you guys update it, it's so timely. I mean, how do you get these scores on a Friday night so quickly to where you can update the rankings late Friday night or at the latest early Saturday morning? It's, like, amazing. Well, like I said, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely not something that we could do by ourselves. It's uh, It's just taking advantage of a lot of work that a lot of people are doing across the country. Uh, you know, a lot of it's from Associated Press, um, just score lists or newspapers, score lists from different states. Um, you know, every state's a little bit different. Uh, California is, is actually pretty much the hardest state, really, because they're prior to us getting involved and there wasn't there wasn't a source that you could go to and just, hey, I'm going to go get the California scores from there. You know, so we had to sort of piece that together from, you know, 15, 20 different sources. But Fortunately, if, if, that, if that was the case for, every, for 50 states, you know, it would be an impossible task. But fortunately, for most of the states, there's just, you know, it's one-stop shopping. We can just go to, you know, minnesotascores.com and, and collect all those and go to the Wyoming State Association site and collect all those scores or, or what have you. So it's, it's, um, it's just, you know, aggregating a lot of stuff. And then some of it we have to kind of originate ourselves. But it's, uh, it's not 
I guess I guess the way I describe it is that it's not as overwhelming as it probably looks from the outside. It probably seems like how can you get you know how can you get scores for sixteen thousand teams, but it's <laughs> it's not it's not it's not quite as bad as it, as, it, as it probably looks to you guys. So hey, we're visiting with Ned Freeman from uh, CalPreps.com. Hey, let me ask you this. I mean, how did you get into this? I mean, were you a guy that loved high school football? Did you play high school football? How did you get into this? Great question. No, I did not play high school football. Um, I played high school basketball, um, but I've, I've always, you know, I started at the age of 10, actually, with the concept of power ratings. Uh-huh. Um, back then, it, back then it was, you know, just with the NFL or the NBA, just um, just messing around uh, with a with a computer. I got my, my own computer with my, my own paper route money when I was 10. Uh, and I and I just that's that's just what it's always driven me was that I have I had the passion to just figure out who's who's really good, because I remember. I remember as even at that age, I remember being able like picking up a newspaper and looking at the standings of the NFL, for example, and seeing, you know, this team's four and oh, this team, this other team's three and one, and maybe some other teams two and two, but that I know that they've played a much tougher schedule than the team that's four and oh. And, and I, I, I figured there's gotta be some way to, to sort of mess with those numbers and figure out who's actually better among those teams. And it's, it's just what's always driven me. It's kind of my life's, project and i've been i'm 50 so i've been doing that for 40 years i've been messing with power ratings and and so it it started with college and pro stuff but then in uh it was it was like i said in 2001 is when i sort of realized that you know pro sports and college sports are so well covered and and i just at that time there really wasn't uh anything national um for high school sports it was just a very local niche kind of um, coverage for high school sports and so that's where eric eric maddie from the la times uh eric and i kind of got this idea of you know what if we just tried to cover california um for football and, and then uh and then like i said it just we did that for a year or two and then just said hey let's let's try the whole country and it's it's grown from there so we're visiting with uh, ned freeman from calpreps.com hey ned i wanted the only thing i wanted to ask you about the formula in your formula, do you still have point differential up to X amount of points? Yeah. So first of all, not to uh, correct you, but I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word formula. Um, it's it a formula kind of gives the impression of you know that we're going to weigh how what your win loss record is thirty percent, and then your opponent's strength this percent, and all that kind of stuff. It's not it's not a formula like that. It's just a process where okay we just we basically just go through all the scores. So that's a lot. Cause it, you know, 16,000 teams playing, huh. they say 10 games each. That's well, that would be 80,000 scores roughly. But <laughs> um, there, so it, it just, I have a, a, I have software that kind of sifts through all that and just compares, Hey, this team beat this, you know, A beat B by 10 maybe. And then B beat C by 10, <clears throat> excuse me, B beat C by 10. So that gives you information about how, maybe a would stack up against C or, you know, just things like that. But it obviously on just a grand scale of 16,000 teams, but um, it's, it's a process where the, the, the program just sifts through all those numbers and tries to figure out how everyone falls in comparison to each other. Um, I don't know if that's a good, great way to explain it, but it's, it's not, so it's not really a formula per se, but, um, but yes, absolutely. Uh, point differential is a it's a crucial factor, and uh, I know that's from, uh, from Braden's show. Um, I think that's a different show than this one, but I've listened right. to uh, Braden and Chris, um, and they uh, they've talked a lot about that, and, and that it is, it is an essential um, aspect because you know I, just to give a simple example of, uh, of that, if you so again 
taking the A versus B and B versus C thing, if, if all you knew, say, if all you knew about a season was that A beat B uh, 50 to 3, and then uh, A, uh, sorry, B beats, um, or sorry, let me start over. I'll, I'll do it with teams. It's easier. Okay. Uh, so the 40, 49ers, 49ers beat the Raiders 50 to 3. Okay, and then the uh, 49ers beat the uh, the Rams 17-16. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the 40 so so um, if we're trying to compare the two teams that have lost to the 49ers, um, obviously any human being is going to be able to realize that you know that th- those are two very different results. One, uh, and and it's not that the system. This is a misnomer. People think that the that if you use margin of victory, you're encouraging people to run up the score. That's absolutely not what we're doing because we there's a cutoff point where we're not even looking at that anymore. But uh-huh. but but there's it's absolutely relevant. And I know you guys know as sports fans that if you you know if you watch a game, you you, you know if somebody difference between beat squeaking by someone and then controlling the game against someone and sort of dominating, imposing your will. You know those are two very different things, and it's it, it gives you much more information about the team. So if you if, again, if I have that example of the, the one blowout and the one close win, obviously, if that's all we knew, we would have other scores to compare as well, of course, in, in that scenario. But if that's all we, we knew, then we're going to, you know, lean towards the fact that the, the team that got blown out is probably not as strong as, as the team that, that, that almost beat the, the 49ers in that example, right? So so margin of victory is, is crucial and gives you, you know, a lot of information. And so if you throw that out, you're just you're – just, you're making your product a worse product, which is something that obviously I don't want to do. And so when, when I'm asked to do that, I've been asked many times, Hey, can you do some non non margin ratings for us? And, and I always decline because I'm not going to have my, my name on something that I don't believe in. And, and you just simply can't have as good a product. If you're, you're willfully throwing away information that, I mean, that, I mean you, you always have to use any information you can. So if you're just in, intentionally getting rid of some of it, you, you're going to have a weaker product. So, Well, that's a great description, Ned. I appreciate that. We're visiting with Ned Freeman from uh, calpreps.com, and, and Braden Soprano wants to jump in here. He's got a question or two for you as well. Hey, Ned, it's uh, okay. Braden Soprano. First of all, I uh, appreciate uh, you reaching out on the email. I saw uh, your email. I got really excited because, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I really enjoy your website, Cal Preps, as a, as a big high school football fan. And uh, I know a lot of people here at 97 through the fan that have kids uh, that play high school football are on that uh, website religiously. Uh, you know, big supporter of the uh, the ranking system you have. Um, you know, aside from the high school thing, I, I totally understand how, how you do it and, it. and it's really amazing for high school I, as a big college football fan, would love to see the college football rankings be used with your system. I don't know if uh, you've ever gotten out there for the college football rankings to, to, to use yours, but I'm, I'm really curious to see, you know, how it would play out. And, uh, you know, w- w- if you if you know of any, any situation where, you know, maybe a, a higher entity besides high school would, would reach out to you in terms of uh, providing the uh, the ranking system, and do you ever go on and, and, and kind of play around with, with current – um, formulas for uh, or current uh, seasons of college football and, and kind of put together your own little ranking system for the college football playoff, perhaps? Um, yeah, not this year I haven't, but I've definitely done that in the past. Um, but to be honest, it's not what I'm doing is no different than a lot of what a lot of people do already with that, you know, like Sagarin and Massey and those kind of guys. But in fact, I don't know um, um, if, you, if you're familiar with Massey ratings, but he, he actually does both high school and college um, and, and a lot of, you know, I, I'm obviously very proud of what I do, but I'm not, 
um, I'm not naive enough to think that I have some magic formula that nobody else has. I mean, it, 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 there's just there's a basic process that that all those guys, all of us use, and and it's it's really just like I said, kind of just it, again not a formula, but just a process where you're going through all the scores, sifting through everything, and just comparing and trying to slot things in. This team beat them, so they're a little bit higher than them, and then we're, how do we squeeze this team in? And just comparing scores and just kind of figuring out where everybody falls. And um, so, in answer to your question, I, I, you'd be surprised if I did do that. I don't think. I appreciate your t- the kind words, but I don't think you'd see too much difference from what any of the other guys that are already doing it come up with. So, We're visiting with Ned Freeman from Cal Prep. Ned, one of the questions I had, uh, you know, a lot of the teams from San Diego play teams from out of state or, or out of town. And I don't know, like, when we pick our playoff teams, you know, from the rankings and, the, and, and from what you're doing – how how are those teams from out of town? Are they rated? Does that go into the San Diego uh, to the San Diego teams when they're trying to get picked for the playoffs and different seeds and that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's I think that's kind of the beauty of what of what we're doing for high school uh, sports because a lot of state associations, for example, will have their own system, their own. It is usually a formula um, where you know they're get, they're often pretty pretty simple, and I kind of chuckle a little bit at them, you know, like. We'll give you three points yeah, if you beat a large school and two points if you beat a medium-sized school. And it, it, it's very simplistic for the most part. But, but yeah, um, more than anything, they, what they struggle with is, is that out-of-section or out-of-state games because they just don't know who those teams are. Or if they, if they did, you know, there would be no fair way to, you know, we've, we've heard something about this really good team from out-of-state, but there's no sort of mathematical fair way to, to then throw that into your system. Um, so it does that that is kind of the place where a lot of systems do break down is if they can't go across state lines um so that's that's what i I think is probably one of the best aspects of what we do since we are collecting every score nationally Mm -hmm. you know when a san diego team plays somebody from from a different section or across the country or in hawaii or any anywhere it doesn't it doesn't matter because we have all their scores and we know how how that team's doing and we know and and you know there are you'd be surprised a lot of people think there's not enough interaction in across state lines for for you to really get a good gauge on on how the different states you know compare to each other but that may have been true you know 20 30 years ago but it's just not true now there there's there are so many games and and you don't need a direct like for instance say a um a rhode island team is almost never going to play a california team or something but but if they did you you wouldn't it, 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 you'd be able to compare them not because there's some not because there's so many interactions between those two states but you know you can go all the way across the country we know how California compares with the Nevada schools and then we know how Nevada and Arizona stack up and they you know you can kind of work your way across there there's even if there isn't a lot of interaction in between two very remote states very far from each other there's enough interactions from all the states around those states that you know you can kind of Put everyone's on one giant scale so so yeah you a game that a team plays out of state can be weighed just as just as accurately as all the games that are against the teams down the street for them so it works out pretty well Ned Brayden again I got I got one last question for you it's part of our podcast that we do and of course uh, coach and I talk about it a lot as well it's um you know I kind of we kind of call it the uh, the Cal prep spread if you will uh, with your guys' <laughs> right. predictions and yeah. and uh, you know my dad's a high school football coach and I and I've been part of the high school football scene and it, it's it's kind of funny I could print out your sheet 
and and show the projections and compare it to the scores from that night. And it's it, it is really really accurate. Um, I, I just I know the disclaimer on there, of course, is not being able to pro- uh, accurately project, and it's just kind of a projection based. But uh, can you briefly explain uh, explain in layman's terms, you know, how you get there? I know it's something to do with the power rating, and based on a certain team's power rating compared to another, is is kind of the uh, general idea you have for a score. Can you quickly just um, you know go over the the whole projections? Because I know a lot of people go, "What do you mean there's a spread on a high school game?" And I go, "Oh, it's it's scientific. It's, it's Cal Prep says it is." Uh, uh, just quickly explain that for us. Yeah, well, so the two there's two basic factors because if you're going to project a score, you all you need to know first of all, you know how those two teams compare to each other, who's better, and by roughly how much. Um, and then, of course, you need to know what what type of team are these. You know, these high scoring teams is it going to be a shootout, or is it defensive struggle, or or is one team really defensive but the other team strong offense? You know, so basically. There, there's just kind of two different ratings. I have, I have, I don't post them publicly, but in addition to the just general power ratings that show how good the teams are, that I also kind of behind the scenes have, uh, I don't, I don't really have a name for it, but sort of an an, an offensive slash defensive rating. You know, is this team a, you know, maybe a plus ten, meaning that they are are generally ten points scored more than average in their games, if that makes any sense not necessarily that they're scoring them, that maybe they're giving up a lot or, you know, so it's just, do their games tend to be high scoring or average or low scoring or, and and so basically there's a, there's a, there's those two numbers. So if you take, for example, um, a team's rated a 50 and another team's rated a 20 just on their power rating. So I'm expecting, you know, maybe a 30 point difference between the teams and then also home field thrown in there for a couple points. Um, but then, like I said, I would just basically take the average. So if the average, um, I, don't, I don't know what it is this year, but in general, it's an average scoring high school game might be in the mid to high 40s. Um, and then you're just kind of kind of work from there. If, if, uh, so you got your basic, the, the spread, how, how much a team should win by. And then you work in that sort of high, how high scoring should it be a little bit above average or below average. You work in the defensive slash offensive ratings of the teams and then basically throw all that together and you come up with a projection of what should happen. Ned Freeman at calpreps.com, our guest here on 97.3 The Fan. Ned, last question, really appreciated. You've opened my eyes to a lot of things tonight. But I want to ask you, when you got this thing started, how much resistance did you initially get from high school coaches, high school administrators to where you're at now where everybody in the country is uh, dialing up your website on a, a daily basis to check out what's, uh, what's on it? Well, I appreciate the kind words. I wish it was that simple. Uh, the, the resistance is still there, i got to tell you. And, it, and it's all on that one issue that we already discussed about the margin. It, it's, uh, th- that's the thing that I'm always pushed back on, um, and it's still happening today, I promise you. It's because uh, nobody – and I understand it, by the way. I, I completely get where they're coming from because they, um, they don't want calls from parents saying, hey, they're, they're running the score up on my Johnny. I don't like it, you know. And, and, and again, I just think it's a whole, it's all misinformation because it's, it, it, if they could see what's actually going on, I'm not rewarding teams for winning 70 to nothing. That's not what we're doing. I'm just rewarding them for, for either winning again. Like we, I gave that example of 17, 16 or, you know, 31, 16 to me, those are two very different scores, but one saying you squ- squeaked by one saying you kind of controlled things a little bit and, and, you know, asserted your dominance. So it's, Yes, margin of victory is in there, but it, again, it's not—it's it, a cutoff. It's not—it's not the problem that the uh, uh, section and state administrators think it is. But 
Um, so <laughs> answered your question. The pushback's still there, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's the acceptance is pretty strong. I mean, I get there's a lot of states across the country that are they're using the ratings for their for the playoffs, both for selection for who gets into the playoffs and for then seeding the teams once they're in and. It's, uh, it feels great. It's it's uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty widely accepted product at this point. Well, I can tell you, you got two fans, and uh, uh, Braden Soprenin and Coach John Cantero. We're big fans. We really appreciate you uh, sharing some time with us tonight. We'll look forward to doing this down the road at some point. Okay, I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. This was great. I had you're, fun. You're welcome. Good uh, job. Uh, there he is, uh, Ned Freeman from uh, CalPreps.com. Braden, you and I have been talking a lot about Ned, and all of a sudden, bingo, we got him on the show. Yeah, it's it's great that we got him on the show. Like I said, I, I got that email from uh, from Ned, and he, he listens to our high school football podcast that uh, I do with Chris. And uh, when I saw that email come through, it was like, oh, the godfather of rankings in, in uh, California just uh, just emailed me, and I was, uh, I was just – I was really uh, – you know, honored that he was a big fan of ours and, and, and a big fan of our show and, and, of course, the podcast. And I I am a huge supporter of his, and I talk about it on the podcast all the time. I think they do a really good job. And I've brought up the fact every single time that they've used the Cal Preps ratings for the open division, and they have accurately 100% projected the seedings every single time. I mean, the, you can't knock the way that they seed it. I mean, he's got the guys in the right spots. And, and if you look at the top 10 right now, according to Cal Preps, that is how basically I would have it. And it, and it, and it plays itself out. Uh, again, my dad brings up the projections that he has on there, um, you know, the, the, the spreads. If you print off that – we have that page in front of us right now. If we watch the PPR tomorrow night and we look at his sheet – He's going to have that score pretty much down between that and the actual game. Um, you know, there's some outliers pretty in there, amazing, here, but really. it's it's really amazing. And look, this is not something he came up with overnight. This is something that's developed <laughs> over a long time. He said he started working on these type of things when he was 10 years old. He's got 40 years of experience. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, you know, I, I think uh, San Diego needs to go back to, to his rating system because when it was when he had the rating, when it was we're using Cal Preps, I think there was less argument involved of, of the seedings and where teams are. And, you know, I think he brings up a good point. I think he enlightened a lot of people potentially on the whole margin of victory argument and how they're not trying to get teams to run up the score. And I agree with him. I think it's well, I think I think there is a margin of victory in that uh, process at somewhere, but I think it cuts off and it's not like it's 70 points. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he, he flat out, um, you know, he, he cleared that up with us and he, he's got margin of victory in there because it does in fact matter. But after a certain point, he's not rewarding teams for just running up the score. Uh, and I know that's a big, a big point of emphasis. And I know a lot of administrations are, are, um, you know, concerned about that sort of thing. But, you know, for the most part, you kind of need it in there, and it, it seems to work out. Well, we've blown the clock completely out of the water because uh, we wanted to have Ned Freeman, and we didn't want to cut him off short. We're well past the top of the hour. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We're going to get some uh, uh, reports from around the county from Drew Cowell and from Adam Paul, take a look at some of the big uh, playoff games tomorrow night, and then Braden and I will go from uh, Division One to Division Five. break it down, tell you what we think for a Friday night. Coach John Cantero, Braden Soprano to 11 o'clock right here on 97.3 The Fan. Thanks for downloading the John Quintero Show On Demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the Radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.